This is Brent Seeks representing Badlands Ministries. Start off by talking about what is Badlands Ministries. Yes, Badlands Ministries is a Bible camp and retreat center. Uh, it's been operating for 90 years. We just celebrated our 90th anniversary last summer, and it's uh, owned by several Lutheran churches, but it's ecumenical in nature. So we serve um, people from all different denominations in our area, and we have summer camps for kids every summer, and we also do year-round retreats and events. And we also um, have our site available to be rented out by family unions, corporate groups, weddings, that kind of thing as well. Oh, no kidding. You guys also get into the event planning business too? You know, a little bit. It's, it's a beautiful site. So we're just south of Medora. So we're right up next to a Bully Pulpit Golf Course. And so we've got 188 acres. It's a beautiful spot and it's very convenient, again, because of its close proximity to Medora and the park and Theodore Roosevelt, Medora Foundation, the musical, all that kind of stuff. I'm on your website right now, and boy, some of these photos you have on your homepage are just breathtaking. Of course, that's kind of the magic of the Badlands, huh? Yeah, it certainly is. I think uh, it's it's just such a beautiful location. We're just blessed to be there and to have that land that we have. And so it's a great opportunity for us, whether it's our summer camps that we are putting on and have kids of all ages come out for a week of camp. They get to experience that beautiful creation and, and our programs. But it's like you're mentioning, it's just beautiful just to come out for the day, whether it's to be part of a wedding or a day retreat, things of that nature. It's just always nice to be in the Badlands. I'm noticing you guys even have a few events during the wintertime, huh? We do. And so we've got, in a few weeks, we have a women's crafting retreat that's happening out there. Um, and But we do. We try to have something just about every month of the year. We've got an event or a retreat that we're <laughs> hosting and putting on. And then things really get busy for us in the summer. So we're going to ask you about Giving Hearts Day in just a second. But first of all, uh, just kind of prime the pump a little bit and talk about maybe some of the services that you provide to the community and just some of the reasons why uh, people should donate or consider donating to you on Giving Hearts Day. Yep. So as a religious Bible camp, uh, you know, we're all about growing faith. And so one of the mottos we often use is bringing faith to life. And so to us, that means... We're sharing the good news of Jesus wherever we can and, and helping people grow in their faith. But bringing faith to life also for us means making faith come alive. And, and to us, that's uh, making our faith an active thing and a service thing. And so while we host many week-long camps for youth at camp and help those youth grow in their faith, we also do day camps and vacation Bible schools in area communities. And so uh, we generally have anywhere from 14 to 16 uh, day camps we'll do each summer, and that could be anywhere from Kildare to uh, Baker, Montana, to Bison, South Dakota, just kind of this whole region. We will do uh, these day camps, and when we're in, in communities, uh, we work with several churches to do these day camps, and we love to do service projects. So when our staff, these young adults that we hire for the summer in communities, uh, we encourage those folks planning the day camp to have uh, service activities and things in the community they can do as well. And so we're really trying to make a difference in several ways. Um, again, we love uh, growing faith. We think that's such an important uh, thing today. I mean, today we can all find despair and darkness in the world, and uh, we, we think that we give donors the resources to provide hope and light. How did you guys get involved with Giving Hearts Day? Yeah, we were blessed to be one of the first organizations in this uh, part of the state to take part in that. We kind of got asked to do that. I was trying to 
figure out how many years ago that was. It was at least five years ago that we first started. And we didn't know much about what it was at the time, and we thought it sounded like a good idea. And it really has been a blessing not only to our ministry, but to a lot of the local charities as well. And um, it's nice to have seen it kind of grow. And every year, uh, Giving Hearts Day generates more money for the, the charities that participate. And it's a wonderful way for folks to give, but also just to have awareness for the, the great charities in our area that, that serve us all. Do you guys do anything kind of locally or anything along those lines? I've been hearing different stories about, you know, kind of what people are doing to drum up because it, it gets a little bit competitive amongst the charities, but at the same time, it, the competitiveness just almost turns into who can become more creative or more involved with the community type of a thing. Do you yeah, guys you know, do you guys it, do anything like that? You know, we uh, what we found over our many years of being part of Giving Hearts Day is uh, – for the most part, we have consistent donors that, that recognize the value of our ministry and support it, and this is a, another mechanism for them to do that. What we also realize is uh, there's a lot of generous people in our communities in our area that support multiple organizations. And so um, even though I'm the director for Badlands Ministries, the Bible Camp, um, I'm also a mentor for the Best Friend Mentoring Program. I'm on the board of directors for the Dickinson Backpack Program. You know, I, I could look at connections for many of these other local charities that are on the list, and all of them are, are tremendous assets to our communities, and they all need funding. I mean, that's one thing we all have in common is I don't believe any of those local charities would be able to exist without donors and people giving towards them. And so, um, you know, every year we send out letters and, and notifications to the people that support the Bible Camp to let them know this event's happening, and this is a great way to do that. And we every year we have secured kind of a uh, inspiration gift that someone will give to help uh, motivate people to give to us. And that's just been a wonderful thing. I mean, I uh, last year we just about raised thirty thousand dollars through this one day event for Badlands Ministries, and that's a big important part of our budget. Are you familiar with uh, that relationship between kind of the faith and oil and gas and the solidifying yeah. roots in a community, that sort of thing? You know, we do an oil and gas program, so I thought, you know, what, I might as well ask. I know. Without getting sure. into, uh, you know, th there will be blood with Daniel Day Lewis. I, you know, I'm not talking about that. But, <laughs> no, sure. But but there there was there the the a good amount of truth in that movie in terms of faith has really been a very instrumental pillar in building oil and gas communities. Yeah, you know, we've been very blessed by that in particular. And you know, when Balans Ministries we moved to a new site. Um, just over 10 years ago, I think 2008 was our first summer at this new location we're at. And we had a capital campaign going on, and it just so happened to, to correspond with a lot of the oil and gas activity when things were really booming. And that was a tremendous blessing. I, I don't know that we could have been able to do what we did without that happening. And, and to this day, um, I would bet, I would say maybe, i got to think about this in a minute, it's probably close to 10% of our operating budget um, probably is tied in in some way to um, money for minerals. And so we had uh, a, a lovely elderly lady set up kind of a foundation with some local charities, and we were one of them in which all the proceeds from one of the wells uh, went into that charity and got divided up amongst those charitable organizations. And each year there's a payout towards that. And so that's someone that used that money to kind of have a, a perpetual blessing to you know, several of the charities in this community, just as an example. And so um, 
for us, I can, I just know that, you know, it's just kind of, we represent really the community. So there's, you know, whether it's farming and ranching or people have manufacturing jobs or, you know, the oil, you, you, they're all important. And so all of those people have connections and, and in terms of the faith, you know, we represent many churches and many people. And so it's just wonderful to, um, have folks that are generous with the gifts that they've been given and then willing to pass those on to our organization and to others in the area so that, you know, really everyone wins in our whole community. And one more question. This one's kind of pop quiz a little bit because you yeah. know, you're, you're not um, by part of the backpack organization on a day to day, but you're on the board and yeah, sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about them. I know they're part of giving hearts day too, and we're going to try to get them yeah. on, on the program as well, but just, uh, give them a quick little plug because that's a good little organization that you guys I'd are love doing. To, and yeah. it's, uh, it's extra pertinent for me because my wife's the kind of the volunteer director for that. So. Oh, I, I wondered <laughs> that because I saw you guys <laughs> yeah, had the sure la- same last no. name. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. So I've been kind of involved with that program from the beginning, and so my wife Kristen's a social worker for Dickinson Public Schools, and kind of through our church as well, we we recognize a need for this program, and so um, there's close to 300 packs every week that go out uh, through, we distribute them through the schools. I actually um, serve as kind of the coordinator of the drivers every Friday to, uh, they pack the packs generally Thursday night and then they're put in totes and those totes get delivered to each of the uh, schools that participate in the program. And, And then when the totes get to the schools, those packs go to the students to discreetly take home for the weekend so they've got food. So, um, it's it really is a wonderful program, and probably what impresses me the most, it, it makes it very unique, is it's really um, 100% volunteer run. I mean, there's really not paid staff. The closest to a paid staff is the church, St. John Lutheran, the, the finance person for the church, kind of helps do the books for the backpack program, but then she's not directly paid by the backpack program to do that. And so really the donations that come into that program, it really all goes towards you know the food that the food packs and so what's interesting as well is in addition to getting those food packs from the great plains food bank uh we also are able to get um bread from baker boy which is fantastic we get uh, fruit from sometimes walmart or other local grocery stores there's just a lot of generosity in our community towards that program which really makes those packs and you know great packs for those young people to take home each weekend who need it did you say 300 a week yeah, that's right. So um, just close to that. And my wife would be able to give exact numbers, but yeah, it's it's uh, every even week. Even if it's half that at 150, yeah. that is incredible. You said a week, huh? Yeah, it, it, it takes, it's, it's remarkable how many volunteers take part in uh, that program too. So um, uh, we generally pack about 50 packs on a Wednesday night and they kind of go to the Head Start kids, you know, the younger kids, and those get delivered on Thursday. And then the rest of the packs, you know, another 200 to 250 get packed, put together Thursday night. So every Thursday, there's a different group of volunteers that will get together to put those food packs together. And then, as I mentioned, every Friday, then we have a group, generally a different group. Some of them are the same, but we have usually eight or nine drivers that will uh, meet and take those totes and deliver them to the schools where they get distributed. That's so incredible, though, that there's that many... Now, when we say yeah. children, are, are we talking under 18 or under 12? Or 
Well, I would say under 18. So some okay. packs do go to the high school and sure. certainly to the middle school. Well, yeah, they, they got to so, eat too, but... Um, yeah, sure, right. But no, I mean, it's just that when they get a little older, it seems like they can get a little more resourceful, I think. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sure some do. Well, and, and I'm sure some do. And so... And, yeah, and, 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 and I, I, I kind of joke, pack, but I'm being serious too, you know. Yeah, it's, no, um, and that pack goes, that pack goes, you know, to that, that child and their family. And so it, it's a resource for that kid to have food for the weekend. But I wouldn't be surprised if those some of the children aren't sharing those packs with other family members and, and whatnot. Well, so, I'm just amazed that it's, there's that many, um, I guess, children, because it's yeah. under 18, you know, in a community, you know, out there in Dickinson right. and Medora and, and that sort of thing. You know, we're not talking New York City here. So, no, I mean, it is. I think, that, I think that's surprising to a, a lot of people. And so yeah. you don't realize, you know, that in the community that you live in, and you may um, – there's, there's – lots of opportunities in this great community but yeah there's lots of kids that uh, struggle and, and have food needs i i can remember um, when we first started the program you know they would my wife says a social worker the kids sometimes could write down if you had a hundred dollars you know what would you spend your money on and it's really kind of an exercise for kids to talk about the games they would get or fun activities and when you have you know when you have like a young kid or kindergarten or first grader write down buy food you know, it's pretty rough. <laughs> so I, I was, forget. Yeah, yeah, I was talking with an educator and they were mentioning, um, it was some ridiculous stat, like 30% of the kids get the majority of their food at the school lunches and the school yeah. programs and, and they like don't eat on the weekends type thing. And, right. and I thought that was an exaggeration, but the more and more I looked into it, it, it almost seems like it's under, it's almost an underization, yeah. meaning it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's, those are just the ones being reported. Huh. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, staggering. And I think, though, what I've loved um, and being part of the Dickinson Backpack Program is it's such a well received program. And, and uh, I think it's an easy program for people to give and support to, especially companies. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty hard. Um, uh, to ignore when you know there's a need and it's a basic need and it's an easy one to fix, especially when all that, the funds that go go straight to food and, and all the volunteers get the food out. So it's, it's, it's been wonderful that way. Here, I thought the backpack program was school supplies. Yeah, well, it, it probably has a terrible name. <laughs> so I went to, uh, but it really, the idea, of course, isn't even the kids, to, you know, the, what happens is that Menards has really been generous to donate plastic bags. And so really what it is, it's a, it's a plastic bag like you get from Menards or Walmart or somewhere. And then that bag is a food pack that might have macaroni and cheese or some peaches and different snacks and things that the kids could make themselves over the weekend. And then it's supplemented with Baker Boy, those, that really great bread that's uh -huh. in there. And then, and then some fruit that comes from different places. And so it really is a nice pack that the kids get. And, um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, school supplies are coming from somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it's you know because I had like I said I had it on my list of uh, people to contact and, and interview and that sort of thing. So good, I'm glad yeah. that uh, we got a chance to talk about that, especially now that I know what it is. Boy, what? Yeah, and, and they're bet. and they're a part of Giving Heart State too, huh? Absolutely. Yep, they okay. sure are. Okay, so yep. well we'll give them their day in the sun then. Let's. So we better Sounds we better good. reset real quick. Badlands Ministries to go ahead and take uh, the final. Uh, moments here of the interview to kind of reset Badlands Ministry and how you people bet. can donate on uh, Giving Hearts Day. Yeah, um, Giving Hearts Day is very important to Badlands Ministries, and we are um, instrumental, we hope, in growing kids' faith and having them experience their faith in God's creation. It's a place where young people come to pray and sing and learn and love, discover, dream, and, and believe, really. And so we serve close to 6,000 
people each year through our programs and events and site rentals. And um, what we do is we don't ever turn away anyone for financial reasons. And so, you know, we're campers. And so for us, Giving Hearts Day is very important because those funds uh, give us the ability to continue to do that, to continue to operate by allowing those young people, especially those in need, to come to camp um, either at a subsidized rate or come to camp for free so that they can they can experience that. And so uh, we're very grateful for Giving Hearts Day for that opportunity and for all those that participate and help support our ministry.